This is yours. This is ours. This is mine. What's up and welcome to Minds. I'm your host, Jay Hernandez, and today I'll be talking with Sam Bay, best known for his drumming in the bands The Parlor Mob and Gods, and filling in at times for Scott Liss in the 66, back a few years ago when he was around town in uh, rock band mode. But first, I got a little bit of news. Singers for Stone Temple Pilots, Scott Weiland, died a couple days ago at the age of 48, apparently of a cardiac arrest, but I'm sure we'll know a little further details in the near future. This guy was a bit of a monster of modern hard rock. Amazing voice, amazing lyrics, uh, vocal patterns, fit his uh, melodies into all sorts of places that uh, that his band would throw at him. And, you know, he, he did it like a pro. Uh, he was amazing on stage, you know, changed up his style a lot, changed up his vocal styles here and there, and... Uh, you know, got caught up in drugs, just like a lot of uh, rock stars out there, and, um, you know, had his bouts with sobriety and uh, more drug use and, you know, sobriety again and getting out there on tour and more drug use. And, you know, after putting your body through the ringer like that, uh, one can't expect to uh, to really make it too far, but we lost another great one, and he'll be missed. I know I just recently started digging up some uh, some Stone Temple Pilots albums in the recent past. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, cover all the classic albums that everybody talks about, get reacquainted with uh, some of them, you know, a lot through YouTube, just putting them on while I'm taking a shower, and then whatever sticks, whatever, you know, I feel uh, speaks to me, I, I, I either, you know, download the album or uh, continue checking that out on YouTube as long as I have Wi-Fi, so I don't eat up my data. Purple was one that that had just begun to grow on me. I didn't really follow like any of the grunge bands in the 90s because it was just, you know, it was a big craze and my sister was part of it and I just, I spent a lot of time rebelling against popular things and it really just left me behind, you know, it just left me with huge gaps in my musical knowledge that I'm, you know, I'm trying to fill in with this show. So I'm sure if you were on Facebook a couple days ago, uh, you were hearing nonstop about Scott Weiland and, you know, whether he died of uh, overdose or, or whether there was drugs involved or alcohol. But I know that as far as we know it now, it uh, has to do with cardiac arrest, which, I mean, you know, I don't know who out there dies without their heart stopping. But, you know, well, I guess we'll figure it out. Which, you know, just led me to delve deeper into the whole Facebook subject. For me, you know, I've never had a Facebook. I dabbled in it one time when uh, my band, band Purple Suns was kind of really warming things up. And my bass player, Tan May, had hooked my wife's account up as an admin so that I can, you know, make posts or at least check out our activity or whatever. And, you know, I didn't really find it too compelling. I mean, for me, it was more like all-intrusive, uh, fingers-in-everything sort of thing. You know, uh, you, you know this person, and so you should talk to this person here and, and meet this guy now and, uh, you know, poke this, you know, I, I just too much for me. You know, like, it's it's enough that... I get caught up in the MySpace thing back when that was a thing. Committed MySpace suicide a few times. You know, for me, first off, with, like, high school and before that, you know, there's really no need for me to reconnect. Uh, I was never really connected in the first place. I was just sort of 
guiding myself through life and through uh, the perils of high school and girls. I didn't have much luck with girls to begin with, so it's not like I'm trying to reconnect with old flames, which is causing a lot of problems for, you know, couples and, and, and married people alike. So it's just not something that I really want to be diving into. I'm already obsessed with the amount of listens that I get on this thing. I'm, you know, I check it at least twice a day, uh, maybe three or four times or five times or six times a day just to see what's going on because, you know, I like to watch my numbers. So, so it's already an activity for me that uh, takes up enough of my time. On top of that, uh, if I ever discovered that I got unfriended, I, I, I would take it personally. You know, I'd go, you know, sifting through your pictures and your posts just to see exactly, you know, what uh, it was that caused any sort of uh, disconnect in our friendship, and, and it, would, it would bother me. And being the, you know, the fact that I don't really see many people to begin with, uh, the fact that we couldn't even hold down a cyber friendship would really get to me after some point. And then on top of that, just like the self-serving posts day after day, you know, what you're, how you're feeling about a certain situation when it's something as mundane as, uh, you know, the fact that you didn't want to get up for work in the morning and you would rather be unproductive and spend a whole day planted on your couch watching movies or whether it was you had too much to do and, uh, you know, just felt like telling the world all about it because you can't stand the fact that you're not going to be able to sit on your couch or just veg out in front of your phone for the for your whole day. You know, it seems like everyone that has a Facebook page just feels like they deserve some sort of worldwide fame even though they haven't really done anything. I mean, every business has one. Every teenager has one. All the bands, artists... And everything else. So it's it's just too much to keep up with. It's almost like having a page is the same as not having a page. Because, you know, if everyone has a page, it's like being special. If everyone's special, then no one's special. So I figured maybe I'll stick out by not having a Facebook page. You know, maybe we can start a facebook list uh, revolution. I mean, where we can get back to the days of yore when we would actually surf the web for content. You know, whatever happened to Ebaum's World's uh, weekly updates on the most fucked up shit that you should be looking at and, you know, the one popular meme for the month. If you guys get behind this, if you like Minds and, and you like listening to this, you could spread it by word of mouth and, you know, sending the link to somebody through an email or through a text message rather than, you know, filtering everything through Facebook when... It seems like, you know, nobody's really happy with it anyway. It's almost like a chore to have to check it. Uh, it serves more as an addiction and a time sucker than really anything positive. Don't get me wrong. I might end up at a point where I need one and someone's telling me that, you know, in order for you to get to the next level, you know, but I really don't see that uh, coming in the near future. And I figured if I can build this thing up grassroots style and create a foundation of loyal listeners that are passing the word along, if you're behind me, uh, just give yourself a little break from Facebook. You know, just start by not posting stuff. And then, you know, from that point, you can go to uh, just stop checking it. You know, once you stop checking it, then you can stop liking things and stop worrying so much about what all these people that you don't really even talk to are doing. You can get in contact with your actual real friends, and then ultimately, maybe you can even erase the app altogether. 
I mean, for the most part, if, if you if you realize it was a big mistake and, and you can't live without it, you could just re-download it. But if you could survive the withdrawal symptoms, suddenly uh, other things seem seeming interesting or the carpal tunnel in your thumbs going away. If you could deal with uh, the dishes being magically done, uh, the garbage somehow ending up out on the curb, your actual plants getting watered, maybe having some folded laundry in your drawers, then you just might be able to reconnect with humanity. Maybe some actual human beings in the flesh will come out of the woodwork and come and say hello, stop by your house, or even shoot you a text, which I know is a, is another form of uh, you know the social networking leg of things. But, I mean, th- y- we got to get physically connected again. That's why I like to have people down here in the basement, you know, down the Sunjin, so that I can look at them and interact with them. Of course, you know, I can't do that with everybody. Uh, my phone conversations are, are just as fun as talking to somebody down here. But when they come over, you know, people, they walk in the door, they smell, you know, what we're cooking in the house, they meet my kids, they, you know, see what I'm up to, you know, they, they kind of get a feel for whether I'm, you know, in disaster mode if my house looks like a piece of shit or if, you know, things are in the right right order and, uh, you know, are, are looking okay. And, and, and you know, they, they can feel welcome. You know, uh, if you catch us at the right time, you could even sit down and have dinner with us. If you want to bring some beers over, you can bring some beers over, pop them in my fridge. If you want to smoke a joint or something, I mean, you could probably take it outside. As you heard from my second episode, uh, String Bean definitely got me stoned, so I wasn't really able to be on my toes like I wanted to be, uh, but we can make it work, and we're connected, and people hear that. People hear that we're, you know, in front of each other, interacting and, and, and laughing and, and, you know, bringing the air around us to life. That's kind of why I started this thing, just, you know, this way I can get people to come over and hang out. I mean, I like hanging out. We're all a little busy, but if you could carve out an hour to just come here and shoot the shit. I don't really, won't ask you to come ten more times. So for that matter, after running into Sam a couple times, uh, being out and about in the town, and reminded him that, you know, you should come by, man. Come by the Sunjin, check it out. Look at my little jam spot, check out my new drum kit. And, you know, I just wanted him to take a look at everything because I figured, you know, I could probably get him to play drums maybe. Maybe I can get him down here to jam once or twice. So we'll get back into that later. But uh, but it was good hanging out with Sam. This is a guy that, you know, if you, if you ever get a chance to see him play in the Parlor Mob or Gods or, you know, Hall & Oates' was uh, convention hell for Halloween, you gotta do it. The way he reads the music, the, the, the things that he plays are amazing. You know, and it seemed like every time I, I would kind of try to corner him into a little uh, question about, you know, how it is he goes, he's just, I don't, I don't know, I just, you know, I do this thing, and, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, somebody plays something old, and I don't even, I can't even really play what, what I used to play to it, because it's just, you know, I'm just evolved from there, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a constantly moving thing that, that I'm changing, uh, just to, you know, further suit the song, and, and be a better drummer, and, you know, like, I mean, he wants to, be better and good at what he does but it's just you know it's just of him it just comes out of him naturally and uh so you know to watch him play and be locked in in the moment it's a trip so for all intents and purposes i mean we had a good time it was good catching up 
You know, I got some uh, some of the inside scoops and what he's doing in his uh, in his life right now, and it was just good to catch up with an old friend. And then uh, at the end, you know, I just like I didn't want to bother him. I knew he had uh, rehearsal afterwards, and uh, but we had gotten things going a little early. I'd got home from work a little bit early, and I jumped on the opportunity to let him know that I was at least home early, and that he could you know head over early if that's what he wanted to do. Uh, early, 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 early. One more time, early. So anyway, I was just like, hey, I've you know got this riff that I've been trying to play with somebody who, you know, can handle music the way he does and just, like, pick it apart, read into a rhythm. It's not anything crazy, just, you know, just this weird, you know, 6-8 thing. I don't even know if that's what you call it. But I bothered to ask him, and after just a little bit of coaxing, he was just like, you know what, fuck it, let's just play. You know, like, go get your guitar. You got a guitar? I'm like, yeah, I got two guitars. I got these amps here. Everything's set up to go. The drums are all mic'd up, and... uh you know, so I we we kicked it around. So you'll be hearing a little bit of that later on. Um, you know, and I'll have to. You know, I'll warn you now. It's not a lot. You know, I I bothered him just for a few minutes, just to get. You know, just to play it a little bit and to to hear it, to introduce it to him. I knew he had somewhere to go. I kind of got a little self conscious because I knew he had somewhere to go. So I was just like, you know what? I I got I got a little taste of the Sand Bay experience. It was the first time he we had played together in over a decade. So for him to do that for me, that just, it made my night, it made my week, uh, you know, for me, it, it, it made this episode, uh, so you'll be hearing from that later, and, uh, I guess I'm just gonna go right to it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the slow. It's the dark time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there after the you know, season shifts. We're here. And then you get close to uh, to Thanksgiving, and then people are like, eh, I got to like stop spending money. got to stop going out. It's dark time. Yeah. Yeah, same for same for the Yeah, so, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, playing. So I go into like, or I say I go into, I'm I'm just now getting into making going there and playing by myself kind of like a uh, mandatory thing now every day which is cool Cool. because um, I've never got into doing that especially when uh, you know I was just touring that's that was like okay I'm gonna play the drums every day right and then uh, that's how you play the drums every day you play a show (laughs) but then when you're not touring it's like cool. So now I'm not touring. So I'm not playing the drums every day. So, but going and playing by yourself isn't really any fun. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, drums you play, is, is you play sort the, of a different you play animal. The drum. Yeah, like, you, yeah. You know, you can play the drums. It's not that fun to play alone. <laughs> it's just not. I don't. No, know. I have nothing. Maybe it's just me. There's nothing know. like in my head or like. Well, and and you know, of course, like I'll think of like songs or like I'll have my own riffs and I'm like, ooh, I'd play this, you know. But once you, it's. It, that's the thing about drums. It's so like, uh, just revealing or like, it's just like, it strips everything away. Once you start banging on them, you don't, you can't hear 
all that other shit. Unless yeah. you like you have it like in your being or whatever. But as soon as mm-hmm. I start hitting it, I'm like, why doesn't that sound like it did in my head? And I can't hear the riff that like I was listening. And I can't like play the riff in my head and play the drums that are not very familiar to me at the same time. So it's just I don't know. I just I give up. But it's so weird. Yeah, and I'll, and and also um. Unless I'm tr- gonna go play like a song or something I know, or just like put on headphones and play along to something. But if have you ever just sat down and tried to play, like just like I'm just gonna play now. Like, yeah, it lasts like, about twenty seconds. Like, well, especially if you're like ADD like me, where I'm just like <laughs> blah, blah, blah. it's like it's like a million different things, and I'm like, and then I'll stop and I'm like, well, I'm really like way to go, bud. You just really you achieved a lot there <laughs> in that thirty seconds of madness, whatever it is that you were doing. Yeah, it's so. I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. But I have uh, gotten into the routine of going and doing it and trying to put in the time. Um, so what are you actually doing? Like, what do you set? Like, what do you set your mind to? Like, all right, I'm gonna. This is what's any, gonna get could done be anything. today. Anything could be. Um, like, uh, yeah. Like playing along. I'll just. Be, I gotta play along to something for an hour. It doesn't right. matter what it is. Sometimes uh, you know it's really fun to play to like, um, like rap music sometimes and hip hop. Yeah, it's nice. Super fun to play to. Um, it's it's so different and that's a, it, because it's so metered so it's like almost like playing it's like sitting down and, and practicing to a click track but uh it's but it's way more fun because there's actual music going on that you can like react to yeah instead yeah, yeah. of like you know you can put on the metronome at 120 and it's just going you know boop 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 and then it's like okay play along to that and it's fun that's fun too to try to you know just kind of really get that meter going on in your head but the the like hip-hop is it's all done like to a grid like that, yeah and you know and so it's in so it's in time and you just right, right, it's right. more interesting right right yeah yeah that's why I, I tend to put on like a like a tambourine or something you're yeah. going from the roland right yeah so that just has well do you have like programmed there's stuff in there yeah sometimes i'll go and just play along to uh sometimes i'll just go there and play you know god songs that a lot and those songs have a lot of samples in them so i'll just kind of run through my samples within the song and that's also good for me it's good practice because um those things aren't like foolproof like every now and again you take a swing and a miss right at that thing and now there's like a whole like keyboard line missing that we like (laughs) spent so much time to put into the song that's no longer there yeah when you're playing it live and you're like and i mean it's the worst feeling in the world like every guy every guy in my band turns around they look over their shoulder at me like what happened? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what happened, dude. I yeah, missed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I went to trigger the keyboard sample and I missed. Right, right. I like that because you almost you have the look on your face, almost like uh, you know, you just want to hit it then. Like, yeah, how about yeah? Can't sound though. good now. Yeah, does that sound good? No, it's uh, it's on the spot. And also, don't look at me because you know what happened. <laughs> you know, crowds that way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like I'll do that. I'll go there and just hit the run through the songs and and play along to this to the to our own samples which is fun and what really got me into it was we were doing the um the hall and oats band for uh convention hall yeah. at halloween and um for halloween at convention hall and uh so i was going there every day to learn these hall and oats songs that were so kind of weird some of them uh but they're like the drum parts are really easy Right, the songs themselves are kind of strange to play, and and because the drum parts are so easy, it actually makes it harder. Like it's so much harder to sit down at a drum kit and play the same thing for three and a half minutes than it is to play like, 
you know, like, okay, here, here's like, I'm going to play this kick, snare, hi-hat beat for four four times, and then there's a fill, and then it goes to the ride cymbal, and then it goes like, those songs are like kick, snare, hi-hat with like weird open hi-hat hits for like, for three and a half minutes, and it's right. really, really straight, but also like feely. So it was really, I, I started going to our rehearsal space to learn those songs, and then that we did that show it turned out great and then i was like i should keep doing that right, Why? right. because because i'm a drummer right and that's what drum, drummers play the drums like, you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. so so why don't you go play the drums dude and then uh so i've been doing that and it's cool it's uh it's been uh hard but rewarding because i noticed i'm starting to notice that i'm still getting better like right, that's the right, thing right, right. you, you, you want to always and, be better yeah you know? yeah yeah because right. i mean you can kill it on on any given night you know, I've watched it, you know, dozens of times. So, um, but when you, when you actually get into, uh, into a, a rhythm of things, uh, I know we, we played one purple sun show at, uh, at the clash bar in North Jersey uh-huh. and a bunch of people came out because, uh, J- uh, Brian Graham was living up, uh, up North. Uh, his buddies from Folly are, are all up there. And it was like literally like a, I don't know if it was walking distance from like a couple of them, a few of them, Brian but there was Irving a rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And landlines. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I talked to him a little while ago. Um, they so that like everybody was down there, but I think a week before we had played the Saint, the week before, and I was just, like we were just practicing like every other day, like three days a week for like you know it was like two weeks, but it was like maybe we fit in six practices plus two shows, and I got that one on video, and like we were just so tight. I played you know so hard and just like you know it just watching it i'm like you know it feels so natural but uh but it's just nice to be to be practiced and uh and and just you know it's great nice and lubed up but so for our listeners here i'm here with uh sam bay of god's parlor mob recently uh hauling oats what else um i think that's it for right now all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> but it's a lot. It's a lot of drumming. A lot of drumming going on. Yeah. Especially with the uh, and I missed your um, I missed your Hall Notes set. I was actually there for the last two songs of Stevie Wonder, and uh, it was just it, it's it was messed up because you know I don't drink anymore and whatever and like you know Liz she like she'll she'll party here and there whatever. It's fine. It's fun. It's a good time. But from the car all the way into convention hell she the night before was halloween eve so like we were out you know whatever hanging mm-hmm. out and uh so i'm giving her just like the worst pep talk in the world i'm just like <laughs> don't get fucked up don't fuck this up for me you know just like being a dick you know just like really just trying to get there and have a good time because we covered halloween with the kids you know we took them out we were at this party it was you know just like a get together at a, a mutual friend of ours and uh I was like, all right, I want to get there for the set, you know, like 10 o'clock. So that happened. We get inside. She's like, I don't feel, you know, this sucks. Like, I'm like, you just made me feel like an asshole. And I'm just trying to, like, get up to the stage, you know, and I'm not, I don't have to get a drink, you know. And, and, you know, I was just, it, we pulled out. I was just like, we just had this like little mini fight. And I was just, I just walked out. I just walked Gotta to go. the car. I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm out of here. This is. And I think we went on a little, it was a little later than, you know, than, uh, 10 yeah 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 but uh, but that would have worked out perfect because i got to see stevie wonder wrap up they were awesome yeah it was great it was great see craig up there i was scared Um, were you yeah the the wig looked great i was pretty scared although like that was hard to follow that was like it was like is this the ultimate 
it was like a wedding band. Like, I mean, in a good way. Like, <laughs> right, not, no, no, you know, no, like, yeah, in a yeah. good way. Yeah, and then it no, was like, you. you know, I mean, they were that tight is what I'm saying. And then like, we're like, we got up, you know, I knew we were going to jump up there and we're like the rock dudes that are going to try to pull off the Hall and Oates set, you know, yeah. like, uh, and I had just hired the, uh, you know, and their backup, I was watching uh, the Stevie Wonder backup singers from the side of the stage, like, holy shit. And then I was thinking like, all right, well, cause I had just hired our backup singers uh a, a week before the show right where'd you get those guys from they're from uh they play in a band called the flow okay oh and yeah i know where they're i know that guy yeah i know his what like we're friends with his wife and their kids kind of but uh yeah yeah we know this guy Shh. um i guess I, I still haven't even met um kiki khadija and that's her it's her band the flow i guess yeah 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 and um she uh someone recommended her to me and i called her up and she was like i can't do it i have another gig but let me put you in touch with my brother and my cousin uh talib and kendra and that's and so i texted them and i was like hey we're gonna do one we've been practicing for this but we're gonna do one rehearsal with you guys i hope that's okay here's the set list learn the songs there's a lot of background vocals just jump in where you feel comfortable right and we'll just wing it and uh they they were great but standing there right before we were going to go on watching the Stevie Wonder set <laughs> and thinking man maybe I should have called these guys like sooner. Right, right 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 you know but it went well yeah, yeah it was nice. awesome. how many songs did you guys do we did 8 songs nice and uh and we already have and we we booked another gig that night um uh at Irving Plaza no shit in New as Hall and Oates's Hall and Oates's nice it's, nice yeah St. Patrick's Day in New oh, York okay. City Irving Plaza oh that's cool that sounds like um, a fun time yeah, one of the, uh, you know, I mean, we know some people or whatever, but one of the guys, one of the bookers for uh, Irving was there, and uh, we had talked, we had talked about doing the show, but we weren't confirmed on the show definitely. And right. halfway through the set, he was standing over on the side of the stage, and uh, someone ran out and was like, "Oh, we by the way, like we just confirmed Irving Plaza that like while we were on stage at convention hall, oh shit, which was so cool because we." had so much fun doing this and getting that set ready we me uh paul richie pete steinkoff jeff plate um my buddy sam sherman from rumson and then the singers and we were like man we really want to do this again and then and then we're gonna get a chance to do it again <laughs> so it's awesome yeah message right exactly i mean jersey shore premier hall and oats cover band yeah man hall and oats is you gotta you get now it's like a thing well when it's so funny when they uh when we booked the Irving Plaza show or when they, when we were in talks to try to book the Irving Plaza show, um, our, you know, Buck, our parlor mobs manager right. who works also works for live nation. Um, got a call. They're looking for a cover band for, uh, Irving Plaza. It's actually a biz marquee DJ set and they wanted a cover band. And he's like, Oh, I, I think I might have a, a, a good idea of what to do. It's Hall and Oates's. So it's one guy that dresses up like Hall and the rest of the band, is a different version of of, oh, okay. of oats. Nice, yeah. And this uh, this lady who's booking the the Biz Marquee DJ set tour goes, "Whoa, that sounds amazing! Do you think we can get them?" 
and he he's like <laughs> yeah i'll see what i can do you know meanwhile right, like right. we're like all back here like we still haven't even played one gig as right, right. as a hall is and she was like well i hope we can i hope they're available or, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. you know like they sound hot right yeah <laughs> so maybe it will be a thing i'd love to go do like one of the like one of those cruises or something like yeah they do like those yeah. cruises around new york where they do like like a tribute band and like open bar and like i'd love yeah, to be the yeah, band yeah. on one of those i was actually just listening to a conversation uh an interview with some guy that does like those were um it's you know it's they stop at like private islands they have a concert on one of the island they have concerts on the boat uh you know and then like his whole thing was that like he gets um he gets like celebrities to come on like you know so it's like yeah. the celebrities on the cruise are a draw the concert and the islands and all that sure, you know whole, so the yeah. whole thing is like a package yeah. um which sounded pretty cool something i'd like to do but uh but all right, so let me get let me start you know getting into this because uh, your story's always been one that that interested me because you weren't like um, well when I met you you were playing drums but like you weren't like drums guy like Sam you know like the drums guy like you were I still uh, don't think of myself that way no no even though you are like Sam the drums guy I like play you, the drums yeah but like you, I don't it's not like like I don't walk around with a pair of sticks in my back pocket right 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 <laughs> but it's funny because when I was thinking about you coming over here I'm just like he's going to ha- like in my mind you had sticks you know so, <laughs> no, shut <laughs> yes up. no I did I I walked behind the kit cuz I just I, I was uh you know fixing the mics up and everything because uh I'll does they do um drum lessons down here so I was like I just like to straighten up every day um and yeah I'm just like you know he's he, of course he's got sticks yes he has <laughs> sticks on but uh you know so I know there's there was a picture you'd show me a long time ago. You like two years old with your first drum kit, and um, you know. So, was did, were you playing drums for, for at an early age? I mean, I know your dad played drums, so it was around. Yeah, I uh, yeah. As long as I can remember, you know, it's like anything, uh, like anything. It was just there. Drums were always there, and I pretty much from the first time I ever sat down behind a drum kit, I could do like. Uh, I could play like you know, like my first drum beat, like you know, right. like uh, like that's well, that's what I call it, my first drum beat. You know, it's like uh, like boom, boom, chip, boom, chip, boom, chip, boom, chip, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, yeah, chip, yeah. Boom, chip, boom, chip. You know, like that's my first drum beat, right? And uh, and I could like kind of play in time, and I could play, you know, like as right. soon as I could reach the pedals, or maybe before I could reach the pedals, maybe there was no, there was no bass drum. It was just like ha- like hands doing that, and um. But it was never, even though my dad was a drummer, it was never pushed real hard on me that that's what I was going to do. So it was like, yeah, we'll just leave this drum set around. And when you want to play it, you can play it. Yeah. No big deal. And if and when you don't want to play it, go do something else. Like go, you know, I got into sports. I got really into sports. And, um, but then I'd like... So I wouldn't play the drums for like six months as a twelve-year-old, but then I would be like, "Oh, there's those drums!" Like it was almost like one, like a, like a toy that you're into when you're a kid, and then like you have, you know, you spend days without that toy, and then you spend other days with that toy where you're super into it. Like you know, you're just young, and you do you you do what you want to do. You get into a lot of different stuff, and um, so it wasn't until I, and it's funny this kind of brings it back full circle to. Uh, what we were talking about as far as playing the drums by yourself, it didn't really grab a hold of me until I played with another musician. Right. And that's when I was hooked on it Cause you, uh, you'd... because of how I could re- react to yes. what someone else was playing. Yes. Um, 
and and just and and the excitement of someone else like maybe liking what you're playing and and being into what they're playing and being like right. cool like we are we are doing something really cool right now because that's the essence you know like that's a band right at the end of the day it's all, all those moving parts working together and and so that really that came when i was uh right like you know i met you guys and i was coming to see uh i was coming to watch you and paul rehearse when you were in samsara right down in the bomb shelter in yes. red bank and uh and i remember watching paul Cicliano, who was the drummer in that band at the time and I remember sitting there thinking, like, man, if I could, like, like if I, I don't know what I would do if I ever got the chance to play with these, like, play with these guys, like, I, I and I remember feeling like even just the thought made me so nervous, you know? Right, right. And, uh, and then like I'd like you guys would get up to take a break, and I'd like sit down behind the drum kit, and I would like, I was like so shy about it. I remember this so well, and I still am pretty, uh, like, I don't like playing in front of people. I still right, don't really right, like right. it. It, you know it's funny as many shows as you can do like you i still don't like it yeah yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird thing it's uh it's like a relationship it's a relationship you have with like the moments before you actually play yeah i don't yeah i'm fine once i start playing yeah it, everything's fine, gone but yeah. i hate the uh the lead up i really do like i've yeah. always i've always hated it and uh but so that yeah i got i felt really nervous like around you guys and then um and then i would sit down and play and it was like oh there you go buddy like i remember people like you know like all right <laughs> like sammy sammy could play sammy could play a little bit and like and then you know paul came over to my parents house one day where like i said the drums are kind of just always set up oh dude you have a drum kit is what he said you know let's jam and i was like N no way like super nervous you know <laughs> and it, but it got to the to the point where we did start playing together and uh and that was it, you know, that was, I think I was 16. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and that was it. And then we started, uh, what about Frank? Yeah. You yeah. know, all of nice us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah I remember, uh, well, I was just going to say, it's funny how I, like, when you mentioned seeing us rehearse with uh, Sam Sarr, that I have no recollection of you ever being down there until you started talking about getting behind the drums, because I think I actually remember that moment when you're back there and just like, you know, for me, like for me, I was just trying to, to, to be, you know, be a singer screamer in a band, you know, yeah. like I was doing anything uh, profound, but um, yeah, I, I you know, I, I remember that moment. It's just weird how also like just getting behind the drum kit is like a rites of passage for like any drummer or like any, yeah. you know, you'll find the, the bass player, the singer, you know, the, the kid just hanging out, smoking weed in the room, you know, getting behind the kit as soon as the drummer gets up for a break. Yeah. And that was, like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's I jump back. Yeah. Break time. All right. I'm going to jump back there. But like, but it want, I remember not wanting to really, someone was like, like, Oh, don't you have a drum set at home or something? Right. 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 Sit down. You know, and we, we all used to always sit down behind that drum kit and play like that one, like the one poison the well breakdown. That was like what everybody yeah. played. Everyone yeah. wanted to sit down behind the drum kit and play boom, 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 pop, pop. Yeah. That. And, yes. uh, uh, from, uh, what song is that? Nerdy. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, opposite of December. Or... Yeah. Yeah. But I never played, but it was funny cause I didn't play, never played double bass. Right. I still, I like, I don't know how to play. You still, bass. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and a that's that, a lost art. And that, <laughs> yeah, if you want to put it that way, no, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> no, not no. like not playing double bass is Says like the guy who can't play double bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like I don't I'm like I don't get this at all. I don't understand. <laughs> two of them. But that drum kit, like I, 
it's so crazy. I remember it so well. Actually, I don't. I didn't really start remembering it that well until I started talking about it, and then like it floods. You, you know, like yeah, once yeah, you yeah. start talking about something. But uh, and that drum kit was like so metalized. You know, like yeah. it was like there was like two China symbols and like <laughs> double bass set up super low. You know, like, but yeah, that was a cool time for me and that i remember that was the first moment really where i wanted to be in a band like i i you know watching you guys play right watching guys that i ended up being in a band with right right, right. uh so that was pretty cool you know uh who was the first musician you played with paul or, paul okay yeah. all right so that was okay yeah that's cool man yeah because yeah, i remember you guys bringing me down or you know paul bringing me down and just like he's like yeah we're gonna this is you know after samsara um so it's like blue torpedoes. I had bought a guitar already. I bought I bought a guitar when I graduated high school, the eighteen. So I think I was like nineteen when Sam Sar was going down. Um, and you guys are just going over like, all right, this is you know this is the first song, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> like eight counts of this, four counts of that, six counts of this, and then then back to that thing, but for four times this time, and then then six times, and then this other thing. It was just, it was bonkers, but it, there was a formula to it. And that was my first real, like, foray into, like, progressive rock. Um, because I'd heard it before. Yeah. But seeing you guys do it, and the fact there's only two of you, you know what I mean? There was, it was way, there wasn't, wasn't smoke and mirrors. It was just, you know, two people, yeah. you know, following each other. And, uh, yeah, for some reason, him and I could really, right off, right off the bat, we just, we, uh, I don't know. We just could, we, like, spoke the same language or something while playing you know right. like we could change at the same time like not knowing how many times we never we never discussed like okay we'll do that for four and we'll do that for eight and we'll do that for three or whatever right. like we just we it'd be like yeah we'll change when like it feels right to change and it always seemed to we always seem to want to change at the same time. the same time and for me it was one i think it was a case of um you know like better not i had no idea what i was doing and it was so much better to not know because if i knew like you said like progressive but like right if he was like let's early, start a progressive rock band i'd be like oh man what it like what it what even is that right this was like right, right. us playing and being like yeah this just it's we're just doing what we're doing like exactly. oh do we want to like yeah like let's make this song long why because we feel like it and, right a i don't want to stop right it's good and let's just keep playing it yeah i guess or i don't know but like <laughs> i had no idea what i was doing and i don't think we really had any idea what we were doing paul you know was in lots of bands at that point and like was a main writer in all the you know like in the yeah. bands that he was in right in uh yeah the things he does with structure is is are, are amazing that's what that, that's like my main the main thing i keep an eye on whenever i watch him play or listen to something he's written because it's just the changes are just everything's just seamless you know what i mean yeah and then by the end of it you're just like where where did i go where did we just we just did something yeah he's crazy man so it's different from uh it was just like a natural thing that you guys locked into rather than like throwing in like a yes tape and being like yeah let's let's do something like it this was so not like that at all it was so like i think it was paul being sick of or not being sick of, but like Paul wanting to try something different besides the like the metal bands, you know. Right. And it was me being super green and having yeah. no idea what was going on. Well, because that's you know uh, that's what interests me 
uh, when it comes to you playing because you locked into something that I mean it's now I see that it was more something you didn't know you, you know it was you didn't know the big secret so it was just like oh this is let's do this is fun like yeah you I know. mean I just I just feel like I uh, if I knew anything about anything that I probably wouldn't have been able to do it, like do do it right you know what I mean right there's part like and I'll give you a perfect example uh you know like having um like every now and again at like a parlor mob rehearsal someone usually dave will start playing like something from like nine years ago right and then everyone like and i'm sure most bands do this where it's like oh remember that (laughs) you know even like if it's something from one year ago or two years ago whatever like oh dude here's it like like in between songs oh like someone starts playing like an old riff i can't even play anything that i used to play from back then like i don't know how Oh man, <laughs> because it's because it's so weak. Like some of it was just so weird and like beginner. I'm not well, like beginnery, right, 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 or something. But also like um, just with that, with the uh, just like the desire to to you know fill in space and and like just I don't know, I don't know. But it was like it was super uh, from my standpoint. Like what I was trying to do was so authentic because only because i didn't know how to do anything else right i was like in a lot like in the a lot of the what about frank songs i was only playing i was uh, i was playing what i c- could only play you know right, like right it's not like oh man why don't you try that out on the uh you know instead of like open hi-hats p- like rock that over on the floor tom on like two and four or whatever it was like i can only play this like this right now <laughs> yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah, so I like weird. that, but because when I met you, you had this one drum thing that you would do where it was yeah. like all independent. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you still play that? Can you still play that? Or I can still play that. All right, yeah, because that was cool. Like when, like at one, what point did you start look? Did you ever? Was there ever a point when you started looking at like percussion like differently or? Yeah, because it seemed like you had a just an ability to just look at things in a different way rather than, you know, now it seems like it was more like you were just doing, you know, like, I just want to fill some space and just, you know, and, you know, learn, probably learning about independence. You're like, yeah, let me do a different thing with each, with each uh, limb or whatever. Right. Was there ever like a moment when you wanted to look at drums differently? I think once we started to, uh, once we got into a real recording studio situation with a producer, who was like trying like you know it was like oh like songs and stuff and uh that's when um i kind of and i was i was i agreed with it and i was into it but it was like i got more into like the meat and potatoes of what uh playing the drums on like a song meant or something like that right you know what i mean maybe like i got more into um playing a lo- like sometimes it's really fun to like match stuff up with like vote like with the vocals mm-hmm. you know what i mean and the rest of the band can be doing something else and like there's like even if it's just like one kick drum hit that falls on like a on like a vocal part or something right it's re- you know like so i started noticing like more stuff like that and of course like naturally i feel like you're just gonna when you have once you get into a room with like a someone else who's basically going to become or you're going to have to try to let them become like a sixth band member uh, talking about right. like a producer you know they're always gonna 
I think without um, any of them ever even saying anything, I had already begun to kind of change my outlook because I was like, we're going to work with the producer now. Right. Which right. is like not maybe not the best thing, you know, but I couldn't help it. I had just already started to think about that. And, and I and like as I got older, my taste in music started to change a little bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the best way to put it is I started to want to learn how to play more for the song right. and less for like. Um, like physical satisfaction yeah exactly like i like less it, at a certain point it stopped being like wow i can't believe i'm a drummer in a band like right that, that like <laughs> yeah. that went away from me because yeah. for for the first couple of years like that was just exciting just that right i didn't care what the song sounded You're like setting up in the pursuit of like sure connecting yeah. with four other dudes and and having a final product at it. the end yeah and then it was like okay like i'm no longer um that's not that's not the end there's more to it than right, that right, you know right. now and uh and then i was lucky enough to even experience that you know like what comes after that and that's when yeah i got into playing more for the song right so what were you listening to around that time well um because i could never really like i i was never i was never really able to be like oh yeah sam's into like you know this that and the other thing like i i feel like i i've connected more with guitar players it's it's almost like it's almost like obvious what a guitar player listens to right but then it's like a bass player and this is just generalization but for the most part i've met like bass players are like into like soul and r&b you know <laughs> drum it's just strange how like each member just has like a different yeah a different thing i was uh you know like when we first started the band i was uh like i had just heard of coheed and cambria who i really liked right um and i like I really liked the drumming on a lot of the like that first record, that first Coheed record, second stage Turbine Blade, and then like mixing that, kind of mixing that in with like, um, you know, like television, like mm. you know, like Paul had played me Marky Moon, and uh, stuff like that, you know, like on, you know, like you listen to Marky Moon, and there's like there's cymbal hits on that record with no bass drum, right, right. That's fucking weird. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but I remember thinking like, I didn't think it was weird then. I think it's weird now. Right. <laughs> you know, right, like, right. Then I was like, cool. Yeah. It tickles and, you. And you're yeah, just like, oh, that's yeah. different. Right. But yeah. And like, uh, still a lot of metal, uh, you know, especially like hanging out with you guys, Dillinger skate plan, calculating infinity and put po- like, you know, you and I talked about poison well before and Candiria, um, Nice. All right. So we were we were in the same in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, but I just, then I was like into like you know, like I said, like you know, compared to that stuff, softer stuff, like more you know, and like singy stuff, right. Coheed and Cambria, and then the older stuff, of course, television, and then like I got into Rush at one point, <laughs> you know, like yeah. and that and like, but like not really for the drumming. I just liked. I don't know what I liked about it. I yeah, well, liked the, the whole combination, the, the music song is structure, like, like yeah. a character, you know? Yeah. It's like its own thing, each song. And then it just like, you know, it like to the point of where some, some songs I, I'll, I'll, you know, after years, I'm just like, oh, there's a guitar solo going on right now because I'm looking at it as like the parts, you know, part and parcel. Whereas before it would just be like, you know, Tom Sawyer, I would like picture like Tom Sawyer and like, 
you know, the song was just like all the moving parts of his body, and then you know, just Getty Lee, just like yeah, no, no, no. like yeah. So, uh, yeah. So for me, uh, progressive, well, progressive rock, all that like that was just like one big moving piece, and that's what like for, it took me years to even realize like that there's like there are separate pieces of things going on, you know. Whereas you know. I'll know like the vocal part and, you know, hum to that. And then like guitar solo goes in and I'm humming the guitar solo, but you know, I'll be doing like a, like a hum duel with somebody in the same room and they, they know the whole guitar solo and I'm like off doing the vocal and I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize they do that. That's what happens there with the guitar. Yeah. 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 Like I was just always into the vocal part because it's like the other, it's the next main thing that sticks out or whatever. So, so that's it. That, that was what, what blew my mind just continuing to listen to music because for some reason, I just never caught on. Like as much as I love music, as much as I loved playing music, being in a band, uh, I j- it took me so long to just realize that like even different genres, you know, it's stuff that like I don't listen to very much, like you know R and B and soul and like all that. Like nowadays, when I listen to it, like I forget what point last year or something, something happened where I was just I, like woke up one day and I was just like I could probably listen to anything right now. Like I'm I could literally listen to any kind and, of music. And you would be satisfied yeah i would be interested you know uh i'd feel engaged and be like oh like that's what makes that up like you know i'm I'm still right now like i don't understand what makes up r&b you know people talk about like old the who like as r&b and like and, and right. uh, like you know uh the rolling stones and stuff like that you know because for me i'm like well that's a rock band yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand that either. Okay, so yeah, I'm not. You're in We're on the same kind page. Of, yeah, in the same page because, because I don't, just, I'm just like, well, right. it's, it's a rock band. So that's you, my dad's favorite drummer, Charlie Watts, and uh, and he and that's like, he, uh, and I don't like I I I think it's cool, but I don't get it. Like I don't get it at all. Right, right, and right. He, and like, and when I got older and started playing in the band, I was like. I guess part of when I got uh, when I wanted to simplify stuff, I got into Led Zeppelin and John Bonham, that, and like that happened kind of late for me. But like I was like, all right, I'm the Bonham guy, and my dad is a Charlie Watts guy, and that's right, just right, the right, way right. it is. <laughs> and we'll never, we'll never see eye to eye. See eye to eye, yeah, yeah, yeah. On a lot of like, on a lot of that, and we don't like the same kind of music at oh, all. Okay, really. all right. I'll be like, Dad, play this, and like I go out, I go see him. He lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I go visit him. And we'll spend hours sitting in front of the computer, like on YouTube. Right. But I think all it really is is me. I'll be like, hey, check this out, and I, like I put something on, and he like zones out for three and a half minutes, and then he's like, well, check this out, and then I zone out for three and a half minutes because like <laughs> we just don't like we have like no interest in yeah what the other one likes. Like we just right, don't. Right, right. I don't know what it is. No, hey, I same thing with my son. Like I'll you know because he shows me he'll just walk into the room and just be buzzing just like because he loves like edm you know and he'll show me like oh check this song out and like for a second because of like just the genre that it's you know i'm like oh that's cool and then i'm just like and i'm just like remember that song you know and i'll like turn on like for the pink floyd you know comfortably numb he always he was always able to pick that one on the radio like oh this is pink floyd right and that's dave gilmore playing a guitar solo and i'm like sweet i got it yeah you know another another one for the uh for uh for the 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 musicians uh whatever yeah. population um 
but it's just a thing, man. You know, right, at least you can, you know, you connect at one point, you know, at, at, you know, to a certain level. I mean, you guys play drums together. Right. Which is way cooler. I, I pick that over liking the same kind of music. I'd right. Rather, right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. we play the same instrument. Yeah. But I mean, uh, like when you guys would drum duel, when you had the, the, the two kits going, yeah, yeah. that was cool stuff to watch with you guys. Yeah. It was, a, I, I got to watch your dad play with, um, I don't even know the guy's name. I definitely think I seen him play for a girl singer at the saint one time and then one time recently i think it was the same guy anyway but it was uh this guy he came Tar over Potter? yeah okay um tall guy dark hair uh older guy you know um but he just set up uh an amp in the room and uh he had this gibson no it was a fender i don't know stratocaster mm-hmm. and i remember just watching the two of them jam and this guy switching between, you know, all the pickups and everything. And, like, your dad is just killing it, man. They, you know, <laughs> live-wise, just jam-wise, like, your your dad's got it. He's got the – he's just – he yeah. eats it up, man. He eats it up. It was kind of cool to uh, – it was actually really cool to hear he that. He loves jamming. Yeah, dude. That's I, why I, he moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And plays for, like, a dozen different bands, He's in right? a lot of different bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was just amazing to hear that, that that's what he did. You know, he's, he's 70. Just, it's like – Right. I'm like, Dad, Holy how do you – shit. Yeah. He just turned 70. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, I'm supposed to go visit him. I missed my flight. Oh, get out! <laughs> yeah, when gotta, was that? I'm go uh, last week. I'm going. I rescheduled it for the first week of December. But uh, I was three hours early to the airport, and I missed my flight. Holy crap! Yeah, going out of where? JFK. That's that's we were going to Iceland. That's where we're going out of. So you were three hours early. I was three hours early, and I went to the bar. I had spaghetti and meatballs, and I had a couple drinks, and. Uh, my flight was delayed. I went then I went to the gate. My flight was delayed a half hour and I went back to the bar. Right. And then when I got back to the gate the flight left. Holy crap. But I wasn't late. Uh they just they un they delayed it and then they undelayed, undelayed it. Undelayed it. I mean while you're back at the bar. And no one tells you right, I guess that's some now I figured out that that's some sort of unspoken rule. Uh when your flight gets delayed at the airport, don't you're not supposed to leave the gate because they can undelay it at any time. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. See? So now I know. Yeah. Don't Thank go. You. If they <laughs> delay you your flight. speaking the unspoken rule. Yeah. Unless it gets canceled, don't leave. That's what they told me. I called them. They don't, they, because they didn't give me a, a full refund. They gave me like partial because they were like, don't you know you're not supposed to leave the gate? And I called my, <laughs> I called my dad and he's like, don't you know you're not supposed to leave the gate? And I, you know, like, and I was like, no, I don't know. But <laughs> you get um, home. Don't you know you're not supposed to leave the gate? But I, but he's seventy. My dad's seventy, and I'm like, how do you remember all those songs? And he had the best answer. He goes, well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, he just, he just, jam, you know, he just he jams. Just so he's like, so I think it makes him like the best jammer uh, ever, probably. Right. Because right. like I can't jam. Right. If you play, if you once you get into like playing so many songs, you know songs. Yeah. And you get away from. That's that's me. Jam, I, I don't jam. Yeah, yeah. And I I want to be able to jam. I'm actually I'm gonna jam with uh I'm jamming with this bass player tomorrow, um, and uh, I'm like I'm pretty nervous about it because I don't know how to jam. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, if if it's any consolation, uh, you could just you're you're controlling the whole thing. Right. So well, no, just... I hate that too. <laughs> I want I want someone else to be like, yeah, yeah. let's let's do let's, do this part. Yeah. Yo, yeah. let's change it here, and then like. You know, because even when, you know, like back in the day, we I was doing when we were like trying to write songs. It was still the goal is always to write a song. Right. Was, right. You know, like ever since I've been a musician, I was like, let's write a song. It was never like, yo, let's just jam, man. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's I have this riff. We're gonna do this four times, uh, and then we just stop like that. Like literally, the yeah. way that what do you the, guys want to do next? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what goes next? And then yeah. it's like, and then like the guitar players are like, oh, I think maybe we like if we go to a G there, that might sound good. And then like I'm sitting there like, yeah, maybe I'll like. I don't know. Switch, <laughs> right, switch right. The ride <laughs> or like take a sip of beer. <laughs> right, right. Just just some kick, you know. Whatever. Yeah, but like that's always been the the end goal and then uh you know, and that's like that's so weird. I feel like that's kind of like the person I am too. It's like if you're like hey, you want to it's like you want to take a ride, man. You want to take a drive. I'm like, "Well, where are we going?" Right, right. And it's like, "Well, I don't know. I figured you take a ride." I'd be like, no fucking way. <laughs> no but destination. Like, but it, right. No, no destination. Never. I can't come with you. I, so essentially you're telling me the destination is back at my house. Right. And then I have to get out of your car. And what's the point? Yeah. Don't care. Not coming. <laughs> but if it's like, yeah, let's go take, let's go stop. We'll stop at the beach and then maybe we'll hit the, uh, whatever. The post office. Right. Yeah. Maybe we'll stop at the windmill for a hot dog and then we'll, you know, like I'd be like, right, right on. I'm in. Yeah. But itinerary made. So it's right. What time we jam back? Yeah. <laughs> so jamming, I can't jam. I don't yeah. know how to jam. Uh, so that brings me to um, when you guys recorded uh, for "And You Were a Crow." That was out in Asheville, right, Tennessee? Uh, North Carolina. North yeah, Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina. North Carolina. Jesus, I'm terrible. I'm well, there's Nashville and there's Asheville. Right. Asheville, Nashville. North Carolina. Uh, I heard that was a pretty cool uh, town. Right? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on out there. Yeah, it was awesome. Were you guys we, close by to like a populated area? Yeah, we were uh, just, I mean, it's a small town. You know, I, I say it's like, uh, it's probably pretty similar to Red Bank, maybe even a smaller than Red Bank. Um, and we were, yeah, right, we were like a mile out of downtown, living in a house together, the whole band, and, uh, and the engineer, and the producer, and... Uh, and it was great. The studio was amazing. The town was fun. It's very hippie. It's very like hippie-ish town. Right, right. Um, Did you guys do any writing in the studio? For that yeah, album? we had a couple songs. We had like we went down there with uh, pretty much the entire record written, and then we were halfway done with. Uh, there was like two or three songs we were halfway done with, um, and one of them turned out to be my favorite song on the record when I was an orphan. That was like that one was like halfway done when we got down there, and then another one which I really like, uh, my favorite heart to break was halfway done. So we finished those there during pre-production. We were like we're running songs every day. We did two weeks of pre-production, so we were running songs every day, just kind of getting stuff really tight before we moved into the main studio, and uh, and at the same time finishing those up. Right. We'd right, like right. write a little bit every day, and then we would uh, rehearse a little bit every day. And uh, make changes, like omit parts that we thought maybe, you know, you know how, you know how yeah, it goes. Yeah, you little, know? little bits and pieces. You got to have a big whiteboard. I got right. You got my whiteboard over this there. This song's four minutes. Let's make it three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the yeah. famous argument down here with uh, with Purple Suns is another riff. Like, uh, let's, all right, let's. Yeah. Did you? And then Tammy will always be with the, uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the two and a half minute. Did you know? Like, he brings it up. At least once a month, like it's the first time he's ever said it to me. Like, did you know there's this thing where it's like the magic uh, number to hit is two minutes and 32 seconds? And, oh, no. You know, meanwhile, I'm like, you know, I'm like, all right, well, there goes that song because it was at six minutes and that's right. just, you know, and then we can, you know, take it, take it wherever from there. <laughs> so, uh, so how long did you guys, um, how long after that album was released, 
uh, was it before you guys went to UK? Um, I think it was a good while. That record came out in 2008, and I don't think we we, we went to – we got to travel abroad, I think, in 2009. October of 2009 was the first time we were able to travel oh, okay. uh, overseas. Was there, like, a whole and, bunch of, like, paperwork and – yeah and it was just like and it was just uh no one really knew we we didn't and we didn't know what we you know like we were just like all right we'll just do stuff touring's cool like we you know and then like that was one one of the first times i felt like um like we i don't know we it felt pretty pro at that point when we were we played um we played austin city limits in austin and uh and then we had to like drive overnight to get to jersey to catch a flight to go to the uk nice so, and that was like you know we had like you know 48 hours to to pull the whole thing off and i was like wow like we're really doing it and then of course we got to the uk and uh we were like living in like a converted ice cream truck that had like bunks <laughs> in it and like, nice. and like everything was twice as expensive right, right and uh and we were playing like these like we played some pretty bizarre shows we were there for a week they have these things there called club nights um you know so uh like it's weird it's different than like going to a club here like a very young crap like kids go under right. 21 you can go like okay 16 17 it's all ages but you can if you're 21 you can drink and uh i guess they don't really enforce that there uh <laughs> and we the kids are there to like dance but it's like rock music but they're there to dance to like rock this like rock re like rock remixes it's almost like edm rock remixes right or right okay like, super weird like right. you know what I'm, you know what yeah I mean. it's just yeah, some it's of it just... there's even like there's like edm screamo right like mixes and it's like super strobe lighty sh- uh shit and like so is this like the opener and we would so and our agent there thought that it would be great if like as the doors open to these places before like the club night starts <laughs> like like as these kids start to file into the, these places, uh, if we were just like kind of playing, like it yeah. was so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're looking at that's, me like yeah, that's you're a, looking at me like what feels strange. Yeah, it was weird. It was. I mean, we were just happy to be there. It, it, it turned out okay because yeah, you know, like for we, the we, most part, like some like ideas that sound weird or not good, like are usually not good. But, yeah, but I, I know mean, you guys had a pretty good turnout out in the yeah, like we it it worked out well. You know, like. It was a good way. It was a good start for us as far as developing a fan base. Right there, like, because when we went back after that, um, we, you know, our shows did well, and a lot we were opening on some shows, but then we had our own headlining shows that we would do really well. We sold out a show in Glasgow. We sold out a show in Paris. Um, you know, small venues, but still, like, people knew the words, and it was cool. But like, it's the 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 beginning of that was so weird with those clubs, <laughs> like, because you'd see some people walk. You could actually from the stage see people filing in, and like, there was a decision that was made at that moment where like people were gonna come towards the stage where we were playing, right? Or they were gonna give you a, like a really dirty look and like go to the next room over where like the club night was gonna start, right? 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 
So oh, like got a, it was it was pretty <laughs> it was weird like to be up there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was weird, but it was also like if you can kind of get comfortable doing that, you can probably do anything. Like once then then once we did get in a room in front of a lot of people as an opener, for example, it was like, all right, well, these people are forced to sit here in this room and watch us play. They can't leave. They're right. here they're here to see the person after us and like we'll show them what we can do. That's and right. we had kind of that us against the world mentality which i'm sure like mo- you know most bands have yeah it was yeah, like yeah. we're you know we're up here to to prove ourselves and but you guys always had that that knack i mean even when i was in uh what about frank like we would be you know thrown into whatever situation you know and then as soon as we started playing it was like people are like what the f- what just happened like who- it's hard to tell too like yeah we finished songs even this goes this goes from then like what about frank times and it started happening with um gods um where people are sometimes super quiet like we'll finish a song and it's silent right and it's like what's going on right now right like great they didn't they didn't they hated it and then after the show people are like that was so awesome like blah blah blah. and and the same thing used to happen what about frank it would be like it was kind of like what yeah are these assholes doing i don't know what's going on i don't know how i feel about this not to yeah i'm not saying that it was like cool so so, like not that it was this amazing thing or anything right right right. just the it was kind of like at least it was different enough to make people feel like i don't know what to i don't know how to react right 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 exactly exactly it almost take quiet over like them walking out or or or, yeah or just going to have a smoke cigarette or whatever yeah yeah, when you guys got back from the UK, that's actually when I found out that when bands tour overseas, that they actually rent gear. Yeah. Now, did you guys have to take care of all that yeah. out there? And- we well, we uh, one of the first things that happens when, and I guess this is like for, it's kind of geared more towards bands that if shit like takes off super fast, um, they have like our manager when we first signed with our manager. Back then, it was like we need like we need serial numbers on all your gear. We're getting it insured, and then we need to know what everyone plays. A list of it, and they have like this kind of like they have like a file, and it's like okay, bands going to the UK, and they just all they have to do is like email. It's an email. They just right. like copy paste, send email. Yep, all, we get we rent. They rented us all the gear for over there. And oh, that so was it's it. like this almost like the same exact thing they get you they try to get you exactly what right. you have right to spec and like size yeah. drums and the stuff cool thing the cool thing that a lot of bands do and this is like when you get really popular is they rent a store they buy the exact same gear you use back home and you buy it there and you rent a storage locker and you just keep it in storage oh, and okay. when you get there you don't have to rent it all your gear your same exact gear from the last time is there in storage right and you just pay a guy like you know, whatever to go check in on it and maybe maintain it every right, now and again. Right, right. We didn't get to guitar, that part. Some of the drums, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, no, your exact setup. You like, you know, you're you play uh what you know you know like Vox AC30 with uh, you know you put you you put together a pedal board there and it goes with your amp and your guitars are there and then you have like your all the exact same shit that you have. That's weird. You're like pulling somewhere it out else. Like, oh. You have yeah, you have a du- yeah. like a double set and because I don't there, know if I do storage. If I'd go like, all right, like, you know, this costs money. Let me like strip it down, whatever. Or if I'd be like, yeah, I'm getting a gong bass. Can I get a gong bass, guys? Right. Like something else. Like, let's try something new. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we were over there touring, the bands that we were opening for, like they had their tour manager would fly over without them, get, get off the plane, go get on the tour bus, 
with the trailer, pull up to the storage, load all the gear in, and then p- come back and pick up the band from the airport. And it's like, hey, here we are, bus, gear, first gigs tomorrow. Everything's wow. good to go. That's it. See you later. Did you guys get get, get a chance to rehearse out there? or? Uh... No, we never uh, – no, we were like – each time we went there, it was – we were smack in the middle of like a tour cycle. So we were uh, – we just we were doing what just we were got, doing. Just yeah, we just kept going off, off to the races. Yeah, like occasionally we'd try out a new idea, like at Soundcheck, if we had time. Right, right, right. Uh, or like try out a new jam. You know, like we were doing a lot. Like back then, I feel like it was when we were at our best as far as uh, you know, like I was saying before, I'm not good at jamming, but I do like to improvise, like within songs that i know how they already go right and we had some you know we we had some jams that some instrumental jams that we would do and there was like little tricks to get in and out of them but the end result was still like to get in go into a song you know like that so we would like mess around with stuff like that during soundcheck right right yeah i noticed when you guys got back that uh that you'd uh you know stretch out certain parts and dave and paul would go through their solo exchanges and then there was always like you know, you could feel it kind of like building back up to the to, to yeah. something, and then Mark would come in with a vocal, and you guys would go back into the yeah, song. Be on our way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every I mean, little part like that had its own little like, um, like I'll call it like a like a password or something. Like, right, right. You know right. what I mean? And that's how you'd get out of the part. Like once once someone started doing this, you know that we're on our way out, and it's like gonna be eight. And like, right. and if you are, if you're not on and you and you miss that moment, that lets you know then you're fucked. Right, right, right. So you but had it was to all musical, be so aware, yeah. So that it was seamless and, and yeah, you could, yeah, bring it in and out. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's cool. kind of how we did it. I mean, you know, I'm sure that's a you know, that's probably pretty common. It's like when I start doing this, that's when we'll do that. Or yeah. Whatever. No, I just scream at the guys. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Is that our PA is not working, so we've just been playing down here with no PA. But uh, <laughs> it's Tam A I'm dealing with, so so you know you know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, great guy, man. <laughs> yeah, he's got his he's got his own way. I haven't seen him in a while. Quite a character. Yeah, it's funny. I was uh, I I drove Nick to um to the space the other day from uh the 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 block party uh-huh. at Bond Street to get his base because apparently all everybody was vacating with their base amps because it might have rained or something. I think that was probably the reason, but uh. And I think I might have known this before, but he goes, "Yeah, well, well, what do you what do you expect coming from the coordinator?" And like, instantly, I knew what he was talking about, but like, I'd never put two and two together. I'm like, "The coordinator?" I'm like, "You mean the coordinator? Like the coordinator from from the uh, what is it? The message board? The yeah. what, about what about Frank, Frank message, message boards? Yeah." And he's like, "Yes, the coordinator. That was fucking Tanme." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" You know, so I start. Did you not know that yet? I I think you know what I think I might have known but didn't really like know Tanmay or like maybe I'd only met him once so I was like oh why would he like I don't know that you know what I mean like I don't know him that well whatever right. but uh but it was funny to to just have that full circle and just to you know instantly instantly <laughs> the whole like four years the four last years of my life just like flashed through my head and I'm just like okay I guess that makes a lot more sense now yeah. I wish I would have really known. No, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we we make music, you know. We we get through it. It's just uh, you know, you can't really like plan anything with him. You can't really like uh, <laughs> you know, like you can go over this whole thing, like we were talking about, like I itinerize everything. Like, all right, we'll just you know, blah blah. blah that's how it goes. And like he'll learn it eventually, but like it's just like fits and starts up until like the point where I'll just like yeah, like all right, all right, that's it. Like 
Now I recorded that. I'm gonna send it to you. Just play it exactly the same way, uh, you know, again. But he's got <laughs> he's a good player. He's good. He's a good player. He, he rocks out. He goes he goes nuts, which I like yeah. because it you know I can feed off of that energy. Um, I've not really played with anybody that uh, that didn't really like go nuts. Well, I've only you know been in a couple other bands, but um. You know, it was, just, and we were all young, so it was just like going. Yeah. Everyone's going that's bonkers. That's what you do. Yeah, that's that was what. Like a, that was the thing. To, exactly. To exactly. It's almost like like can you play and headbang? Like okay, you're in. Yeah, you're in. Sweet. Yeah, we'll take you. We'll take yeah. You. So what do you got cooking up for uh for nowadays? What's uh just still? I think uh, you know, a lot of gods. We're really doing a lot of god stuff. We got a bunch of shows coming up. A couple of New York shows, Jersey show. Um, and then, yeah, trying to get another, we want to get another parlor mob record together. Um, which is, I'm actually going there right after this, but, uh, well, yeah, we're just getting into doing that. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always good to hear you guys have, uh, really ironed out a, a sound and that's just, that's even to say that like everything that comes out of you guys, you, you can't see it coming you can't predict it you're not like you know you can't be like all right it's gonna you know it's just always something fresh yeah uh you know thanks weird rhythms you know not and not, not really so much weird but just like the use of space and the seamlessness of everything just always like i i i put on your albums um and every time i'm just like i'm like bubbling over with like just not expectation, but I just can't wait to feel the sensation of like the dropouts and like where you guys come in and like <laughs> what comes out and you know like and it and it brings me to a place of just like you know listening to my to like the stuff that really opened my eyes to music and rhythms and just you know just weirdness, uh, progressive rock and all that because you guys do it in such a way. It's super colorful, uh, textures and everything are there. Uh, it can easily get super heavy. It can easily get um, really m- melodic and precious, and but all the while there's there's this stuff that's going on, and and you can't exact you don't know exactly what to call it, but it's just it's just fucking beautiful. I don't know. Like, I love watching you Thanks, guys play man. live. I love listening to your guys' records. Uh, I can't wait for yeah for whatever the, you guys got cooking up. We want to keep yeah we want to keep going, and. Uh, it's you know Dave lives in LA so it's a little bit uh, challenging, right? But um, we've never like anytime we've had any kind of uh, hurdle, we always you know hop right over. So yeah, we're gonna start working. We the talk has been to we want to all it's like up some up tempo rock cool stuff cool, which I'm pretty psyched about because the because la- Cry Wolf the last thing we put out was pretty dark and pretty heavy and uh and so had a lot of space but it, it, it yeah it kept it you know it kept the kept the pace yeah good. i'd just like to get in i love that some album. more thanks i, I love showing I, I think it's great i love showing people that without telling them what it is because no like you know like it just nobody knows what it is and they're just like yeah oh and i can tell it's the same shit it's like it's like it's it's pretty, but it's heavy. It's dark, and you know, just with the first song, uh, "The Day yeah. You Were Born." Yeah, that song was we wrote that song. That was the first song, um, we wrote, uh, after, "And You Were a Crow." That oh, okay. Was, that was yeah. So oh, that, wow. That song, yeah, that song's existed since two thousand nine, 
we wrote that song in Austin too. Wow. Um, which is funny because that's where we ended up going back and recording Dogs, our second record. Um, but that first song, we, there was no chance it was going to make it up. <laughs> well, there was no chance that, that that our label at the time was going to let us uh, put that song on the record. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it worked out great because we got to have it be the first track on uh, Cry Wolf. It's awesome. And, yeah. uh, and same thing with Cry Wolf. I mean, I, Cry Wolf was a B-side on on Andy or Crow. So we kind of got to go back into songs that we didn't get to release and then write some new songs. And the new songs happened to just fit with uh, those old ones. And kind of, we picked up right where we left off. Nice. Like five years before that, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, that is, you know, well, I, I talked to Paul uh, years ago about uh, the direction that that stuff was going in before, uh, I guess um, dogs was, you know, starting to get put together. Uh huh. So just to make a long story short, I remember when you guys were talking about releasing Cry Wolf, I knew, like I knew, I was like, this is that stuff. I know it's that stuff. <laughs> like, I, I can't wait to hear it. I remember like with Liz, you know, telling her like, I got to go to the show. And it's, like, it's always been tough for like, you know, going show like Oliver was younger and all that. Yeah. But I'm like, I've been waiting for these songs for like a long time. And I know it's, I know what it is. Nobody has to tell me I'm going to see this shit. <laughs> and that's when I went to see you guys at the Yacht Club. Cause like. Yeah, we did that. We did the uh, record. The, the listening, we, party. listening party. Yeah, and that's that's the message I got. It was a little birdie, like, oh, listening party. And I'm like, all right, you know, we'll listen to the to the album. Like, that's what I... That was have, really fun. That's what I've always thought of listening party was. Yeah, you know? well, that's what, that was the idea. Okay, For all it right. to be, uh, we, like, we wanted to say... and because I mean, we hadn't played a show in, uh, I don't know how many years, two years. I don't know what it was. I forget, right, I don't yeah, know. it was a long time. I yeah. kind of lose track of that time period, but... Uh, we hadn't played a show in so long and we thought that it would be cool to say that we were going to, you know, we were putting out a record. We had a show, uh, booked, uh, for the stone pony, a headlining show at the pony, uh, like a month down the line, but the record's done and we want to have invite people to come listen to the finished record. Right. And then when people got there, we, we were, our gear was set up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then I think I remember kind of seeing like the people looking around, like, why is their gear set up? Right. You know, and like, is it, whose gear is it? And why is their gear here on the stage? And then we were like, all right, well, we're just going to play the song. And we played the record yeah. from front to back. Yeah. That was and amazing. that was the listening party. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. it worked out Yay. for me. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> you know? but oh, I think funny. Like, people were excited. I thought it was cool. No, it was awesome, dude. The, the, the turnout was insane. When I got there, when I got there, I kind of was like, something's something's going on and then liz is like i think and i think they're playing like you know because she's just sees straight through shit and i'm just like no 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 they're just gonna play through the through the pa you know yeah and it's funny that the people that told me about it uh didn't come because they probably thought the idea like you know they probably didn't care enough it was yeah. john d and, and mike cole they're like oh yeah listen oh, to the yeah. party and i'm like oh that's where you know you listen to the record and, you know so in their heads i'm sure they wanted to go but we're like oh, i can just I'll just pick it up tomorrow or, you know, yeah. whenever yeah, yeah, <laughs> when totally. it comes out. You right. know, I'm just like, they played a show. Like, it, yeah, it'll be on iTunes, right? Okay. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need to go to that. Yeah. I'll just, I'll sit this one out. <laughs> yeah. That so was that's cool. cool, man. I like yeah. that. You guys are uh, putting some shit together. Yeah. Dogs is going well. Yeah. You guys, I love those tunes. Those are, it's Thanks. like, it's like a different flavor of like, you know, uh, some more of that same stuff I'm talking about where it's just like, I just can't wait to like, you know, f- just feel the shifts and yeah, that we're, Paul, that one seems to be, uh, that's like going, uh, that's like on warp speed. Like Paul writes like, like a, he's like writing a couple songs a day. It's like, it right. seems, it feels like, right. It's right. like, dude, where are you getting all these, all these ideas? And he's just kind of, he's really hit a stride. 
and uh yeah there's those i mean like we have a we have a record done pretty much so nice. um yeah so we're gonna try to release that in the in the new year for maybe uh for the spring or whatever i don't know cool man. but yeah um and do yeah we have all those shows i don't know when our next parlor mob show is but we have uh that'll probably be in the spring too so we're kind of it's the dark time like we <laughs> yeah 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 well either way you know i'll be there exactly <laughs> <laughs> on that note yeah it's good talking man yeah thanks for having me awesome had a blast so that's the show i uh, hope you guys enjoyed it if, like i said it was good catching up with an old friend uh, it was nice to hear a little bit of the uh the backstories to the little bits and pieces that i'd been hearing about and overall uh, i'm satisfied i mean he came he hung out he brought a couple beers uh and then then we ended up jamming so i'm gonna play that in a minute for you guys and um and i'm excited to announce that uh Sam and me uh, decided to start a band. We had a good time playing together. It had been a long time. It felt good. You know, he's picking up what I was putting down. And, uh, you know, it, it felt right. So, you know, we decided to, you know, you know what? Let's just, let's do this thing. Write some songs. Maybe put out an album. Get someone on the phone. Maybe put together a little East Coast tour. Maybe like a tri-state thing. So as we're putting this all together, you know, going through the logistics, uh, taking out our phones, checking our schedules and all that, uh, we decided uh, to break up, citing uh, just scheduling conflicts, maybe some uh, creative differences. Um, you know, I, I felt that, you know, as he was leaving that we should take separate vehicles. It just, I, like, he just got a little too big for my space, and, uh, and I'm just trying to be an artist over here, so I was just like, you know what, maybe you should just go your own way. I'll go my own way, and when he's ready, uh, you know, we could throw together a little reunion show and, uh, you know, invite maybe a thousand to the Stone Pony and uh, and do that thing. But I think as for now, I just need a little break from him. It got a little too real. A lot of commitments just being thrown around willy-nilly, and uh, I just, you know, I, I, I can't do all that right now. I got, I got my family. I got my businesses. I got this podcast. Uh, you know, I'm trying to write my own stuff. And, you know, I just just feeling a little suffocated. So, uh, unfortunately, we, uh, we're, we're broken up. And, uh, you know, keep your eye out for a reunion show. You can do that. Um, we'll announce anything if, uh, if we know anything first. If you hear something out there, a little buzz, something's going on, you let me know because I don't think we're talking anymore. But I'm, gonna, I'm starting my, my, my solo career right now. I just, I, I can't do this. So that being said, I'm going to run some rare audio that you won't hear anywhere else. World exclusive band practice between me and Sam.